Kia This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. With it being Comedy Festival. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's given me a, a bit of credit. So um, Roller Derby is known for its pretty cool, um, unique names. Yes, thank you for that transition. Yeah. Uh, so as an activity, I spent some time coming up with some Roller Derby names. Cool. Um, for myself. For yourself. Yeah, I noticed, so I actually um, Googled how to do it. And then there's a bunch of generators that I was like, nah, this is going to be, they'll just come out rubbish. So mm-hmm. I thought, I need, need my brain for this. Yeah. But they're mostly t- sort of a, a play on a girl's name sometimes. So um, I struggled with that. But anyway, I've got, I've got a few examples. But yeah. what, you go first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so my name's Laura. So uh, my, I, came, I came up with Laura Rolla. Nice. It's kind of, it's not very intimidating, but. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, you need to do better than that. What, but, what else have you got? Okay, I, I also came up with anarchist, but it's K A S S E D. Like, what? What do? You, <laughs> let's let's invite our expert. What do you reckon to some of these? Um, yeah, I I would go with Lorola, something like that. Low like roller. low, ah. like getting low. Um, is quite important Ooh. in derby when you're going in or ah, accepting cool. a hit. Low roller, yeah. Low roller. Nice. Um, is pretty good. Okay, good. So the only one that I managed to get with a with a girl's name in was Carol Singer. <laughs> Sorry, but I know that's not intimidating. But they can be sometimes um, if they're in a group of them. Yeah. But, um, but then I also went down the whole whole uh, uh, thought process of um, heart heartburn <laughs> indigestion <laughs> and lactic acid as a as names. <laughs> Go on, go so on. That, and then that led to split ends um, for, for no reason. And then, and then I was thinking, oh, cyanide would be a good name. But I couldn't really, like, think of puns. So. Cyanide, but spelled in a yeah, like, spelled in an interesting yeah. way. I don't know a way to do that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and then, what was it? Hurry Kane. Was, oh, was that's one. good. Yeah, that's like, good. So, like, you're fast and you're also, you, you could be called Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Or you're like caning the opposition. And then they also, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, that, yes. Yep, so that, that probably is top contender for me. Any others? Yeah, um, I, I came up with um, some Wellington specific ones, which are um, cruelest little smack at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's cool. I, don't I like know it. How, you'd have to find a way to fit that on a helmet. You'd have to sort of shorten it. It's a, a bit long. Bit. Actually, yeah, that was in, that was about number five on the um, how to make a roller derby name list. Was um, keep it like punchy. Ah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. It's, uh, any anything else, Ali? I just got one that was a pun. On, yeah, go on. Uh, it's called Grand Herter, but it was like granddaughter, but like Grand Herter. Grand, so you're like the, the one that hurts people the most and loves her nan <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um so it's got a whole load of family um, tie-ins there um okay i think we've i think we've put the hard work in to knowing all about roller derby now yeah <laughs> you guys are experts thank you thank you that that that's our real expert that you've been hearing um chiming in and that is scandalous she's from richter city roller derby and that's Wellington's Flat Track Roller Derby League. They've been around since 2007. They're a non-profit, skater-owned league, and they roll all over New Zealand and sometimes Australia, too, always bringing beauty, brains, bruises, and awesome roller derby. So welcome, Scandal, to B-Side Stories. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, how are our roller derby names? 
Um, I think your intimidation factor would be sort of like people would be afraid to hurt you because mm. they weren't that tough, maybe. But uh, hey, I mean that could be a that could be a thing. I'm in favor of that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> so to start off, for people who aren't familiar, how would you describe roller derby to someone who's never seen it? All right, so roller derby is a full contact sport played on roller skates, um, predominantly by women, although there are men's leagues uh, around now. Um, basically, the game is an hour long. Uh, it's divided into two 30-minute halves, and at the start of each, uh, what we call a jam, which is a maximum of two minutes period of play, you have from either team four blockers and one jammer. Um, and the jammer wears a cover over her helmet that has a star on it to signify that she's the point scorer. Um, and basically that jammer tries to skate as fast as she possibly can through the pack of blockers. Um, and for each one that she passes legally and inbounds gets one point. Each blocker that she passes, she scores points? That's correct. Uh, on the opposing blockers. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. And it kind of uh, has a reputation of being a little rough and tumble? Uh, yeah, I think uh, like most full contact sports, um, it's, it's, it's definitely um, an aggressive game. Um, the fact that we're on skates and on wheels and going fast also um, puts a, <laughs> another sort of uh, strength factor on top of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, it's interesting with roller derby, um, you can play both defense and offense at the same time, um, seeing as there's a jammer from either team on the track at any given time and you have four blockers, you can have your four blockers playing all defense, meaning stopping the opposing jammer, or you can have blockers helping out your own jammer at the same time. So yeah, it's um, offense and defense at the same time. Cool. Mm. Quite a game. How would a blocker help a jammer to go faster? Uh, so the blocker would, if they're playing offense, would move opposing blockers out of the way for the jammer so uh, that she can get past. Move in air quotes. They yes. might <laughs> give them a friendly nudge. That's right. So um, in roller derby, you can uh, block with your body. Um, you can use any part of your shoulder, mid midriff, um, hip, all the way down to the mid-thigh, and you can hit on the sides and the front of any player. Um, you can't hit them in the back, which is obviously quite dangerous. So we have what's called a bra strap rule. Um, a hit has to be in front of the bra strap mm. area. Cool. Uh, the thing that I've loved when I've gone to see roller derby is the theater of the sport. Can you tell us a little bit about... The, the colorful costumes and, of course, the names that we were chatting about earlier. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we when, when the sport started out, especially, um, we, we had a lot more colorful and theatrical kind of outfits. Um, these days we're wearing matching uniforms for the most part. Um, and, yeah, we have number size regulations and those kind of things. Um, we have to wear... Uh, our numbers visible on our arms um, for the referees and... Um, yeah, I mean, we've got skate outs. We skate out to a song where um, everybody's name gets called out and you kind of get to stand up and have your, your kind of couple of seconds of glory <laughs> before the game starts. Um, and the names are, have just always been a part of Derby. Um, so, yeah, it's a play on words, um, something to do with you, maybe something you do in your life. Um, for me, Skanda Lass, um, I have Swedish heritage. I'm six foot one, so on skates, probably close to six foot four. Um, and, yeah, so that's my name. <laughs> Did did you go through any other names before you found that one? I didn't. No, um, it was actually chosen by one of my best friends and uh, stuck ever since. Cool. What kind of people play roller derby? Are they all six foot one? 
Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no, actually, the Wellington League is remarkably tall. On average, we have a pretty tall team. Um, so when we go around and play other teams, they're a little bit like, whoa. Um, <laughs> but no, it's um, women from all walks of life. Um, yeah, anybody. Um, we have, you know, mothers, um, really young women. Um, I think the youngest skater that we've got at the moment is 19. Uh, you have to be 18 to play full contact. Um, up to sort of, I don't know, we've, I think we just had somebody finish skating last year who was in her late 40s, early 50s. So, yeah, it's it's for everybody, and it's for every body type as well, which is mm -hmm. really cool and important. Um, you have um, sort of strengths and weaknesses for every body type. So, yeah, um, you can be a more solid kind of um, strong person and be a really strong blocker, but also a really strong jammer and able to take hits and keep skating or, um, you know, smaller, quite fast, um, nippy skaters are often good jammers. So, yeah. I think uh, that has been part of the appeal of the game, hasn't it? That all different kinds of people can play? Yeah, it's definitely one of the, the, the most appealing things about it. Um, and also just um, the whole fact that it's a new sport and it involves skating. Um, and everyone who starts playing derby didn't grow up playing derby. So there's sort of not the whole culture around the sport and the experience with it. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of people who have never played sport before in their lives, um, which is a really cool aspect of it. So is the universal skill for everyone they have to be able to skate? So <laughs> it's helpful uh, yeah. <laughs> to be able to skate. So we have um, what's called a fresh meat training program, um, and it lasts anywhere from sort of 12 to 15 weeks. Um, you train up to sort of five, six hours a week. And what we teach our skaters in fresh meat is to, uh, to skate um, with a lot of stability. So that's um, learning how to have a good stance, bending your knees, um, and understanding that you're going to be giving and receiving contact with other skaters. Um, we also teach the, f the two really important things, which are the ability to stop very fast mm. um, so that you don't dangerously contact other skaters. And the main one being able to fall <laughs> mm -hmm. and get up again. Um, and with the falling, you have to uh, be able to fall small on the track so that you don't create sort of um, dangerous obstacles for other skaters. Mm. Yeah. Okay, very safety-minded group. Yeah, the book of rules of roller derby is averaging, I think, around 64 pages at the moment. So it's, um, it's a lot of rules. It's, yeah, there's a lot of kind of um, dangerous things that can happen. So you have to know about all those. And, um, yeah, there are a lot of rules that have to do with gameplay as well that you have to learn and memorize as a new skater. If someone was going to watch some roller derby and they didn't know 64 pages of rules could they still enjoy it <laughs> yeah absolutely um we give out a program in all of our games that has like a kind of cartoon um that shows how the game works and it has a summary of the rules and penalties and things so yeah it's not too hard to understand perfect yeah so tell me about uh richter city roller derby uh just about where it came from, I guess. Yeah, so Richter City um, was around, uh, started in around 2007. Um, I wasn't around at that time, but just a group of women who had heard about the sort of revival of Derby that happened over in the States around the year 2000. Um, in Texas, there was a group of women who decided there was going to be roller derby, and they sort of split in half, and one group went and played bank track, which has got, um, you know, sort of diagonal track, and it's um, a lot different game than the flat track. Um, flat track uh, sort of split off and has just absolutely exploded. Um, 
It's apparently the fastest growing women's sport in the world, over 50,000 people playing. Mm. Um, there, when I started, there were three leagues in New Zealand. So um, Auckland uh, Pirate City Rollers were actually the second league outside of the United States to be established, along with London. Um, and then Richter City was only a year or so behind that. Um, and then there was Christchurch as well at that time. And now there are 25 leagues, including a men's league and a co-ed league in New Zealand. So that's happened over seven years. That's incredible. Mm. So you said when you started, when, when was that? Uh, I did freshman in 2009 and played my first competitive season with, along with the league's first competitive season in 2010. Yeah, so we're going into our seventh year of public bouting. Fantastic. So, did you say twenty-five in New Zealand? How does how does uh, Wellington's league rank in New Zealand? So we've been number one in New Zealand for two years. <laughs> woo, yeah. Woo. yeah. All right. Um, that was after a long period of getting absolutely thrashed by Auckland. <laughs> so we learned a lot over those years um, and playing against the Pirates and um, training up and putting a lot of hard work and time in. And um, yeah, I've been captaining our All-Stars team uh, this year and last year and two other seasons prior to that in the last seven years. So I'm pretty proud of how we've gone. Great job. Thanks. <laughs> and do you get a chance to play internationally? Yes. Uh, so being the number one team in New Zealand to go and get really good um, competition, we go over to Australia um, and play in tournaments there. So uh, we've actually been to, over to Oz three times in less than a year. Um, we went over to the Gold Coast and Anzac Weekend and played in a tournament there, um, which included playing world-ranked number 23 Sun State Roller Derby, who are from um, the Gold Coast. Uh, we went to Melbourne in November last year, and we played par in, as part of the Ultimate Sports Expo <laughs> and um, played at that tournament. And uh, Queen's Birthday, the weekend, uh, the, uh, sorry, the June, June Queen's Birthday last year, we played in Canberra in a tournament. So it's a lot of money for us, but, and we're self-funded, but um, it's, um, we're really proud of our performance. Yeah, that's great. It's a lot of travel. Yeah. And people are sort of making this with... Uh, from their own time, right? Uh, yep. So yeah. we um, we pay for our own travel. We do fundraising through the league, and uh, of course, um, but yep, we take time off work. Um, personally, I have taken almost no personal vacations <laughs> over the last several years, um, using up most of my leave time to to go and play derby. So it's a it's a huge commitment. We train four times a week. Um, up in our, our training facility is um, the Chinese Cultural Center in Barampur, and then we play our bouts at Kilburnie Rec Center. Cool. So when you play against those uh, internationally ranked teams, and they're really great, it, how do you think we compete against them? Are we, are we nearly there, or, or what's the difference between us and them that we can go and... Well, Chase. I guess um, there's a, there's an international body that's called the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, or WIFTA, as we call it. Um, we went through a lengthy process to become apprentice, an apprentice league of WIFTA, uh, about three years ago. And we got through that, and now we are full members of WIFTA, along with um, two or three other leagues now in New Zealand. Um, so we got our first ranking last year, and we came into the world rankings at 156, and we're still sitting somewhere around there. I think after the tournament that we played in Anzac Weekend, we lost a few spots. Um, 
we had uh, we were missing a couple of key skaters in that tournament, so um, we didn't go as well as we maybe wanted to, but it was great experience for us. And yeah, so we're sitting yeah right around the 150, 160 mark in the world. And um, to give that context, um, we played number 23 from the Gold Coast. There's another team from the Gold Coast that's around number 70 right now. Um, but Victorian Roller Derby League from Melbourne is now world number one. Wow. Hmm. That's neat that you get a chance to match up against them. Yeah. We haven't actually played the Victorian All-Stars in quite yeah. some time. Um, we did get to play against them in sort of a scrimmage last year, which was amazing. Great experience. Um, but, yeah, they uh, go over to the States three, four times a year now to play. I am thinking about you guys training at the Chinese Cultural Center. Mm -hmm. And it's such a... I mean, I think it's a really cool sport that you can kind of do it anywhere where there's a big flat floor. Yeah, absolutely. Anywhere there's a basketball court or, you know, a sport court of any kind. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when you go to tournaments where there are a lot of teams, um, they run them out of convention centers, surely for the, the size of the floor and the number of tracks you can put down. It's fantastic. I, uh, in my uh, hometown, I used to go to a roller derby that was in a high school gym. Oh, uh, yeah. And everyone would sit on the floor and... When people would crash, they would slide out and they would slide into the suicide seats. Into the yeah, into the suicide <laughs> seats. Yep. And people would cheer and yeah. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Oregon, um, and those bouts that I would go to were in Eugene, Oregon. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. So they run a huge tournament every year called the Big O. Um, it's just happened last weekend, actually, um, and that's where Victorian Roller Derby took the number one spot. Um, ah. Although I don't think they're officially world number one yet, but um, they will be. Yeah, I, I know the sport was huge there back home in, mm. in Oregon. So, oh, I mean, we'll just watch it keep growing in Wellington, hopefully. Yeah, and in Portland, the Rose City Rollers are now, I think, number two or three in the world as well. Wow. Mm. And what are the crowds like in Wellington? So when we first started, we played at the TSB Arena. There was just a huge explosion of, of following roller derby. Um, it was right around the time that Whippet came out with Drew Barrymore, and there's you know everybody wanted to see derby. So for our first three seasons, we played at TSB, and we had crowds of anywhere between three two thousand. Um, since we've moved to Hilburnie, surely for costs, um, our our audiences have kind of plateaued. We probably get an average of like f between five and seven hundred at our games at Kilburnie, which is a great number. You can mm. actually get really close to the game, and it's. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, it must feel fuller, like and more. Yeah, intimate. and yeah, it's more intimate, and it's just we can run everything ourselves. Um, mm. The the community venues like TSB are really really expensive, and when we were bringing in those kinds of numbers, that was fine. Um, but yeah, at Kilburnie we run our own bar. We bring all, all of our own food. Um, we're sponsored by Hell Pizza. They come in and bring pizzas. Uh, we've got Antonito's Taco Truck, who's one of our friends who used to be a referee um, that runs the Taco Truck, and he comes along. And we've got the Candy Floss Lady, who's kind of infamous <laughs> in Wellington. I know her. <laughs> yeah, so we've just got... Um, just a whole awesome group of people that come in to support and put the bouts on and make it a really awesome experience for anybody. Um, kids, a lot of us have kids um, in the league, and uh, yeah, just anybody who's um, keen to see a game of derby. How did you uh, personally sort of get into it? What drew you to the sport? 
So I was a volleyball player for my whole life, pretty much. Um, and uh, actually, when I first came to New Zealand, I played volleyball for the, the national women's team and on the beach tour. Um, so I was playing volleyball at the time. Um, but a few years before that, my best friend in the States had been a founding member of the, the Windy City Rollers in Chicago. And I actually went to their first bout and it was probably around 2003. I was still living in the States and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, and it was like just absolutely nothing like the game that's played now. <laughs> it was like a professional wrestling match. Um, <laughs> but it was so cool. So um, it wasn't actually until I got to New Zealand um, that I found a derby league. Um, I had been living in Washington, D.C. before that, and they didn't have a league yet at that time. So um, I was playing volleyball, and then I found derby, and then I decided to do both. And then I had training seven days a week, and I also have a full-time job and a daughter. So... That didn't work out for too long, and I chose Derby. Cool. Neat. So uh, if somebody else uh, out there wanted to give it a try, how could they get involved? So uh, we run fresh meet and greet sessions um, at Hashigozaki on, I think it's the first Wednesday of every month, but mm -hmm. don't quote me on that. Um, and <laughs> we, we have seven committees that run our league, and you obviously can't be involved with each committee and all the commitments that go with them. But our fresh meet committee is really awesome. They get out there um, and do really good recruitment. So um, you can go to a fresh meet and greet session, and then we often have open skating sessions where you can come along and kind of test your skills and get evaluated and then enroll in our fresh meat training program, which at the moment we run once a year in the summer holidays, but um, we're looking at doing a second intake this year because we had, I think, 20, 20 skaters in our fresh meat program this year. It was one of the biggest ones we've had since my intake, actually. Mm. Um, so yeah, you can get involved in that way. And if you're not interested in actually playing derby, but you love skating, we're always looking for officials that are on skates um, that ref the games um, or just any way you can help the league out if you're interested. Um, we have non-skating officials who do things like penalty timing and scoring and that kind of stuff. Um, putting on a game of roller derby is a lot of people required. So, yeah, you can get involved in a lot of ways. And what if you wanted to come and see the theater and the fun of the sport? Uh, when can people check it out? So this is great timing. Um, we are starting our seventh um, home season on 28th of May. Uh, so that, that's Saturday. We always play, well, usually play on Saturdays. Uh, doors will open at 6. Game will start at 7. And um, it's going to be a grudge match of the two teams that were in the season, home season final last year. So that's my team, Smash Malice. <laughs> um, we lost last year, and um, we're looking to take it back. Um, and we'll be playing against Brutal Pageant, so the, the champions for the last two years. Ah. Well, that's fun. That's going to be so cool. Are those teams kind of associated with different suburbs, or are they just all over the place? No. Wondering? The 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 first um, year that Richter City was around, um, we had two teams, and Brutal Pageant um, was the pink and red team of Disgraced Beauty Queens and Smash Malice are in black and leopard print and we're the kind of Smash Palace um, <laughs> bogans, basically. <laughs> awesome. How many, how many other teams are in the league now? So we've got yeah, one more team, um, Comic Slams. Right. So they're um, comic book heroes. Cool. Awesome. Um, is there any, uh, just, this might be a dumb question, but is there any, like, kids' version of um, uh, For Old Derby? Because I'm seeing that it could be quite a way to get people who don't do other sports active. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. We, um, one of my teammates, actually, um, Princess Slayer, runs uh, a junior derby class on Wednesdays at um, Kilburnie Rec Centre at, I think it's at... 
4.30 or 4.45 on Wednesdays. Um, I helped her out with that last term, um, but work commitments uh, have meant that I can't do it anymore. But, um, yeah, so kids can sign up for that, and it's, I think it's only something like 50 or $60 for the whole term. Um, cool. Yeah, so there's junior and derby popping up all over the place. Um, there's a couple of junior leagues up further north, uh, one in Hamilton and another one in Northland, actually. And do they still run with the same rules, kind of thing? Uh, no, <laughs> um, no. There's there's a completely different set of rules for a junior derby, and it's actually um, staged in levels according to age. So mm. it starts out with no contact at all, um, and then moves up in the amount of contact that mm. kids can do until they turn eighteen. Cool. Neat. So uh, if people. We'll get the link to the website up on our blog. RichterCity.co.nz. There it is, RichterCity.co.nz. In case you forget that the next match is on 28th of May at 7, uh, you can uh, check out the website and yeah, get yourself there's a lot some tickets. Of, there's a lot of other stuff on the website about fresh meat and um, fundraising, all the fundraising events that we do. Um, we just had a, a really successful quiz night that we had at the Thistle Hall not too long ago, um, and that was a great time. It was sponsored by Garage Project Beer, and cool. we had lots of cool prizes, so we'll be putting another one of those on not too far away. Nice. Nice. That's great to hear. Well, thanks, Scandal, for coming and telling us about roller derby. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I think we're going to have a, a song for New Zealand Music Month. This is Lady Six, Bang Bang. <laughs> 